Welcome to episode 34 of New Indian Woman podcast airing first in second half of Jan 2021 and I am your host Krishna. In today's episode we will speak to Deepa Power, founder of Anubhuti, an organization working in the area of youth leadership. I'll give a quick intro on Anubhuti and Deepa. Anubhuti is formed and self-led by women who have dealt with caste class gender language and ethnicity based discrimination they say we have come together to ensure that these experiences are used positively for change and she has 18 years of work in the social development sector and that forms the base of anubhuti she has started working with girls and women right from when she was 14 She has worked extensively with youth, women, communities, NGOs, colleges as well as local and state governments. And listen on issues of gender, health, rights, leadership, mentoring, community development, sanitation etc across Maharashtra. Campaign she helped form have reached national and international stages. her initiatives for preventing workplace sexual harassment and for youth mental health are recognized internationally she has a masters in social work she works as a trainer and counselor with the most vulnerable communities as well as with government officials and corporates she is a published author poet and a member in many committees in anubhuti team deepa handles visioning project designing trainings module making networking and advocacy i can't believe this introduction was about one person now to a more personal introduction deepa had challenges in continuing her education after 12th though she was very good at her studies she comes from one of the nomadic tribes who are economically socially intellectually challenged she has worked like we said right from when she was 14 starting from mobile library in slums and across 5 to 6 organizations she says she got married and had a child when she was quite young about what led her to all these she says all she has done is to use all the opportunities available in the best possible way this episode was actually recorded in a mix of english and hindi me asking in english and deepa responding in hindi as both of us can understand the other language but we are not that comfortable speaking in it this is a narrative version recorded especially for you if you don't know hindi here my daughter has pitched in to convey the essence of what deepa said in english so that was the introduction to the episode to anubhuti the organization and to deepa deepa welcome to this podcast thank you so much krishna it's our pleasure to have you I want to start with one question. See my question mm-hmm. is when I did all this introduction mm-hmm. after your education and all that you faced challenges initially yes after that you could have chosen a regular job right you mm-hmm. did not choose a regular job what mm-hmm. led you to do this kind of all these activities there is so much resistance from community you were saying lot of difficulties you have gone through Hmm. why you didn't choose one regular job i am quite yes. confused by that can you explain <clears throat> yes so krishna actually jaise aapne mere introduction mein bhi kaha ki mere social activism ke field ki jo shuruaat hai 
Deepa says her association with the social sector began when she was an adolescent, 13 or 14 years old. It was a good opportunity for her that gave her a lot of scope, scope for personal development, scope for political development and became a way to engage with other areas of community development. From her adolescent age itself she began to feel that no other field is right for her. This this is the field that is right for her. She felt she also was right for this field and it was like a law of attraction. The second aspect is that she felt she had a responsibility. The society and community that she came from, she had some perspectives and views on the community such that she wanted to be a source of strength, a way forward and a voice for that community. She wanted to go in the direction of an intellectual revolution towards human development. she felt she had this as a responsibility and so the social sector was a fit for her and she never considered applying for a regular job so beautiful response actually people would want to run away from problems you want to be there use your learning and use it as an opportunity and make a change you and your organization conduct mm. programs on youth leadership right. for community development and youth network for socially aware and responsible youth especially for girls that's what i mm. understood when we spoke earlier yes what is the impact of these programs with community and society krishna mere zindagi mein actually meri shuruaat hi jo hui hai na wo youth se hui hai deepa says her own introduction in this field began as a youth and she feels there is a lot of need at this point for youth to get the correct intervention she says in the coming days youth can take big leadership roles as part of the nation building process and not having such interventions can lead to large problems she had had a good experience working with four or five organizations and that's when the question came up that what kind of work she should be doing the personal is political she feels the journey that begins after adolescence is a stage that has a lot of exploration and that is the right stage to have an intervention the right intervention here means giving youth the ability to find their identity find the ways for their development and giving them social and political angles in the work that anubhuti does with youth anubhuti has its own definition of development it takes a constitutional perspective a human approach to development with such a perspective the youth are sure to succeed because they have a unique perspective this has had a lot of impact the indicators that anubhuti looks at are not just individual indicators of development but social indicators it is not only their own career or their own income that the students focus on many of them are pursuing subjects like political science and they are able to bring a social angle to whatever work they do so their definition of development includes both the individual aspect as well as the social aspect there is a youth network that forms their own leaders manages their own affairs they take up youth related issues women or feminism related issues and they research about these form a perspective and spread awareness about these do advocacy with local communities and there is definitely an, an impact many of the youth come back raising important questions now how they should take this back and work in their communities how to plan and to strategize 
the social sector involves many such aspects of planning execution and many of these are available easily to privileged communities but now these youth are also learning about it she says anubhuti is not just an ngo it is a medium for a movement a campaign a revolution making connections and building contacts itself is a big priority of anubhuti and the youth are now teaching them ways of doing it there may be many challenges but the youth provide the motivation that even if there is not a 100% change there is some change that can be historical and have a big impact right even the start of changes is good yes so you touched upon this youth and most of this youth in this network and who are getting trained in youth leadership are from disadvantaged backgrounds hmm i have one question do you think youth who are more privileged stay away from these kind of programs are they more focused on individualistic needs are they more selfish i'm not saying everybody there are youth from privileged also who will participate in social change but that's very mm. small at least that mm. is my feeling i do not know mm. do mm. you feel youth from privileged backgrounds are staying away from this movement happening across the country aapka jo sawal hai na krishna actually ye hamare social hierarchy deepa says the answer to that question is related to social hierarchy in privileged communities many aspects of development have already taken place only individual development is left for them but if one goes on the ground and sees those communities are often powerless and resource sharing and power sharing become very important there for example during the pandemic the situation was just a lockdown for privileged communities but on the ground there was a lot of struggle many states had rules but all of these rules could not be followed as people were dying hungry people had medical emergencies in those times it was communities that helped each other through her relief work she saw that it was local leadership that played a big role these people were not literate they did not have formal training in planning but they were able to bring back resources and distribute them in their communities so the role of youth actually comes back to their priorities the society around them tells them that their priorities might be getting first rank or going abroad for education the world that exists outside this what is called the real world is concerned with trying to stay alive mentally emotionally culturally and youth do feel the burden of this anubhuti works mostly with disadvantaged communities and youth from these communities but it also works with some youth from privileged communities privileged society has to be more sensitive to the needs of privileged youth also to see if the priorities they are being given actually match what they want she feels that the people on the ground those who have real questions can carry on the struggle for much longer and those who don't have real questions are only involved to the extent that they are concerned about their knowledge building or their capacity building so sometimes it happens that they leave also but this is not an option for the people on the ground correct there is a huge divide between the youth from middle and upper middle class families versus youth mm. from the disadvantaged section 
especially for the mothers and the young women listening to this uh, particular episode mm. what are your suggestions so that the youth from the so called privileged background can come together with the youth from the disadvantage mm. how can they also participate in youth leadership activities krishna youth deepa says youth is one word but it is split by location by region by religion by caste one has to understand what privilege is privilege doesn't come from only caste or only class for example a rich youth from uttar pradesh could be underprivileged in mumbai because they do not know marathi similarly someone from a muslim background may be rich may have a foreign education but when it comes to a hindu muslim angle they may feel underprivileged and one has to understand that in society youth and women have been dealt an especially bad lot it is extremely possible that one identity may be giving us a privilege but an other identity might be making us underprivileged brahmin women may have caste privilege but within their community they are secondary it is not that they have not seen gender violence so her suggestion is that this is not the work of a support group but it's the work of an organization as baba saheb ambedkar says educate agitate organize if we are talking about a youth led nation with youth who are aware of equality who want to stand against injustice then youth have to understand that it is not about the money they have or the land they own they have to realize they are very closely linked with their ground community they should keep in mind that they should help their community regardless of whether they are privileged by language or by caste or by class or by region there is a feeling that they have to give back to their community help is help it is not that one has a mood today to help and tomorrow if they don't have a mood there is no help but when it comes to rights there is no adjustment youth have to realize why other youth are sometimes singled out and lynched physically or mentally why a community is discriminated based on its language and their antenna has to stand up in those situations we all become very weak if we start viewing our privilege from a romantic view we have to understand why we are privileged and why the majority is not privileged so the first step for the listeners is how we together whether it is the youth in the families or we ourselves regardless of our age how we can not close our eyes and forget and live in one artificial world but like deepa says to keep the antenna up look around and we will realize there is discrimination everywhere we are also victims and how mm-hmm. we can come together that would be the starting point you have spoken on stakeholder sensitization and including mm. family as a stakeholder yes with the focus on awareness on the rights etc you touched upon some examples in the previous answer how can we become more aware is it by looking at the news we see so much violence is it about interacting with ngos where does awareness start what is your suggestion Deepa says she will answer this question by looking at why organizations work on stakeholder sensitization. For example, doctors, teachers, college professors, Anganwadi workers, these people who give us some service, who guide us, they 
give some support in our lifestyle but there are many chances that there they face some discrimination for example a doctor may not treat his patient from a privileged family the same way he treats the person who comes to collect his garbage every day there is some possibility that some violence can take place there and research has also shown this so they feel that it is important to sensitize those stakeholders who have power because society trains each individual to show their power make the other person vulnerable and hold their own position of power so what does anubhuti do they give legal training from the perspective of feminism or gender about laws and schemes and this is not just technical training this is from the perspective of caste gender social hierarchy they teach them about their rights and the constitution the other aspect is working with stakeholders who work with youth for example college professors or teachers so what about stakeholders in the family ha huh. family she says family is a big stakeholder which plays a regular role they do interventions there as well with parent child relationships or young people's romantic relationships when it comes to the child's future or career or education and there may be some mental health issues around it they approach the family to talk about these the other aspect is conflicts that happen within the family itself it could be financial it could be fights within family members they do family counseling she herself is a counselor their work is targeted towards groups that are already vulnerable so based on your experience how do we start helping the youth around mm. us suppose i am a teacher suppose i am right. a doctor how mm. do i become aware of this what is the advice you can give us mere paas na kai aise sawalon ka deepa's response to this question is that in our country we do not even look at the constitution this is seen as the work of social activists or lawyers not as a responsibility of common people even if one cannot read and understand the entire constitution it has a simple conclusion that no one anywhere should be discriminated or isolated on the basis of their race class gender religion language or anything she feels that it would be good if we can in our personal and our professional lives remain aware of and be committed to these ideals following ethics should not be a burden it should be a habit if we violate ethics somewhere we should understand that something has gone wrong but our social structure has made us so used to it that we can do small acts of discrimination a brother can read the messages on his sister's phone but if we view the same from the point of rights that is a violation of the right to privacy similarly it is basic etiquette that we must not disrespect our family members in front of other people but in privileged families also this happens very commonly especially in the case of making fun of children there is no awareness that children also have dignity in a sense violence has become part of our life physical violence is there but apart from that there is also verbal or indirect violence that we are not even aware of for example if we are in a crowded train and we are about to get up from our seat we think should we give it to the burqa clad woman in front of us or to the sari clad woman you are uh, amazing the kind of examples you are giving 
correct because the discrimination is so much part of our blood we are not aware and we are thinking like that and we may talk saying we don't discriminate but every day we are discriminating every day or even sir behavioral she says it is not just behavioral violence but also structural violence for example some places only have urinals for men it is as if the people who are making it don't even know that women are also working there might be a playground and there might be girls or women playing there all day but why doesn't this enter the mind of those who are constructing it that there should be a washroom for girls as well and this actually becomes one of the major reasons for girls dropping out of school if there is discrimination in your mind it may not come out in what you say but it will definitely come out in your attitude it could easily happen that four people come together and mentally mob lynch someone say something about their identity she is not saying that she would not have done it herself she is saying she would pause for 2 minutes and think about what was right yes when you're talking about this mental mob lynching i want to use that to talk about mental health serious issue for everybody true but especially for youth and even children child rights and even domestic abuse what is your experience of these issues amongst poorer sections and amongst privileged ones we always think that domestic issues no 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 it doesn't happen in our kind of house child abuse no no it doesn't happen in it happens right. somewhere else in some other place not in my house right. that is how we right. all think right what is your experience international research batata international research tells us that one in four people could be a mental health survivor or could be battling with mental health issues and india claims a very high position in this it is very sad that india actually has a very high rate of youth suicide when deepa thinks about this she feels we have too much of a materialistic approach for example when she works with children and parents she asks the parents how much time they give to their children and they say that they do spend time with the children and the children are under their supervision then she asks them whether they gave time for their child's homework or competition or whether they actually gave time for their child sometimes in a relationship one partner may say yes yes i took the other person out this month but they are not an animal to take them out for one round so she asks the question in our perspective what respect is given to individual agency individual agency has a lot of aspects to it it includes right to mobility right to dignity right to expression but have we really found ways to express these within the institution of the family in her experience working with youth not only in families but even in colleges youth don't have the space to share their experiences about the changes that are happening to them with age and when you cannot share about your experiences you will only have half baked knowledge you are just told that there is something wrong going on here you should not be talking about these things and where things are hidden there are chances of violence increasing more and when there is open space for discussion one can develop ways to reduce violence when it comes to matters of sexual and reproductive health or sexual minorities how many families can accept that yes this can happen within our family do we have the strength for that or when it comes to the issues of physical or mental changes within our children do we have the strength to try to understand that it is not only about giving time 
but about trying to connect emotionally and mentally. When it comes to mental health, we have actually left very little space for expression, actual expression. Like we are told to wear a mask at all times. We may be sad inside, but society tells us we must always be happy. Correct. And that way, the privileged classes are doing more yes. of that. Yes, yes, yes. The silence yes. is more. More silence. The plastic smile is more. Reputation is image. Child may contact child helpline. But in front of the parents, the child is smiling. Deepa says when it comes to domestic violence, women on the ground are able to take out their anger and frustration somehow in the neighborhood on the street. But the things that happen behind the richer, bigger doors, because of reasons of reputation or image, they stay behind those closed doors. So the conflict that is there in the ground communities comes out somehow. It might be a family conflict through shouting or something, it will be shown. And there is a pain associated with that. It is not that there isn't. But the same in privileged communities, it is like the coal that is left to burn. There is no solution found for that. But there is so much difficulty going on inside. She has observed that in privileged communities, it becomes quite common to compromise for children. That is, an educated, literate woman might be asked to stay home for the kids. But that cannot happen in the grassroots because for financial reasons, she has to earn. She has to help run the house. She has to come out and interact with other people. And there may be women who have had sex-selective abortions. They might have gone abroad and done it. So it is not that all the difficulties are only in the grassroots communities. In both privileged and on-ground communities, there has not been space given for actual expression. The other aspect is that our perspective is extremely superstitious. For a privileged person, it may be very easy to Google and find out the nearest counsellor. But the large population of India has not actually been able to go to a counsellor. Even the language of mental health is so westernized that it will take some time for it to reach the ground community. Deepa feels that mental health is not just mental health. It is part of a social justice issue as well. It is an issue of the age-old discrimination and exploitation. And it is not just an individual health issue, but a community issue. Uh, This uh, not giving the rights or not knowing the rights, because of that all the feelings are suppressed over generations and that is causing the mental health issues. Yes. And uh, Deepa, I am very much wanting to know based on what you are saying, what is your idea of feminism? Deepa feels that any research about feminism often comes from a privileged country. Because that is where they first get published and internationally recognized. But she feels that feminism is something that has actually come from the ground, from the grassroots. A voice from the ground that stands against inequality. This inequality is not just between men and women. It tells us about our sexual identity. The identity that makes you a woman or a sexual minority. Feminism is that voice that tells you that all this is equally valid. Anybody who fights against this inequality, it could be a woman, it could be a member of sexual minority, anybody who stands up against it, who comes into positions of leadership to fight against it, that is called feminism. And that feminism can belong to anybody, 
if you look at the indian context feminism was there from before itself for example nangeli she did not want to give a tax on her breasts and she did not want to be discriminated on those grounds and she did lead a movement against that in those times itself they may not know its feminism but they raised their voices like in the chipko movement the women said that you can run your rollers over our bodies but we will not allow you to take the land of this forest savitri bai phule not only had to face kaudang being thrown at her but so many insults she had to go underground she was threatened but she still felt that disadvantaged women should get an education that is feminism so feminism is not just personal it begins at the personal level and then goes to the social level yes so deepa what does freedom mean to you mere liye freedom matlab dr baba saheb ambedkar deepa says that the ideas of baba saheb ambedkar and savitri bai phule have had a big influence on her ideology freedom of expression is definitely a part of it but maintaining oneself contributing taking leadership and critiquing but without the angle of religion or caste or language so freedom to her means that no aspect of her identity her color religion should be viewed in a biased way by society and that bias should not be placed upon her beautifully put your thoughts are so inspiring and what is your dream uh एक्चुअली काफी ड्रीमिंग पर्सनैलिटी हूँ मैं दीपा सेस शी ड्रीम्स क्वाइट अलॉट शी हैज इयरली क्वार्टरली लॉन्ग टर्म ड्रीम्स फॉर नाउ हर ड्रीम्स आर अबाउट नोमैडिक कम्युनिटीज द कम्युनिटी दैट शी कम्स फ्रॉम फॉर एजेस इवन सिंस द ब्रिटिश रूल दीज ग्रुप्स हैव बीन सप्रेस्ड एंड हैव बीन केप्ट फ्रॉम एन इंटेलेक्चुअल रेवल्यूशन सो हर ड्रीम फॉर नाउ इज दैट सम वन फ्रॉम दिस कम्युनिटी इंटेलेक्चुअली कम्स टू लीडरशिप becomes intellectually resourceful learns to read and speak and think and write intellectually and that is what she is working towards right now and personally what she is dreaming of is already happening it is quite connected with her professional goal but she also has the dream that anubhuti is able to work a lot more towards youth leadership where these youth come forward and become the leaders in their own communities so her dream is that nomadic tribes come together in an intellectual revolution what a dream to have what a dream to have i wish if even 1000 women in our whole country had dreams like yours how powerful yes. it is going to be you, zarur hoga this, this, <laughs> this is why you are such an inspiration so we are coming towards the end for the benefit of listeners let me tell you as preparing mm. for the podcast i spoke to deepa she talked about the challenges she faced amongst her community it's not that everything was easy once she decided okay i will start this movement so we have not even spoken because there are videos everything available i just wanted this to be more of a direct conversation mm. to inspire us so i have not gone to her story more there is so much more i could have actually easily recorded at least four more episodes so while we come to the last point i want to wish you for all the dreams for you to see all those dreams happening and i want to wish anuputi all the best before we say goodbye i want mm. to ask you what is your message to all the mm. listeners of this podcast tough question deepa says this is a tough question but she wants all those who are listening to think about that if we are from a privileged community 
from where can our contribution to a deprived community begin and what kind of contribution can that be and how to continue that contribution it would be very good if we could think of that when you say contribution i think your meaning of contribution is different what do you mean by contribution yogdan kahan se shuru hoga to deepa says contribution can also begin from buying a book and reading about communities such as these it can also begin from identifying the biases that you may have in your thought process within the family if one identifies one or two things that connect with what was spoken about in this session could be an instance of discrimination or exploitation she says it is important to take a pause one must be able to critique oneself it is much harder than critiquing somebody else but with a lot of strength one must see whether there is something that can be worked on and definitely it can be worked on if someone feels this there is something that needs to be worked on then they can help anubhuti can set up a call to identify what kind of help if one feels that from the angle of gender or ethically or constitutionally something is wrong then giving yourself the chance to stop and examine that is also a contribution and if anyone has a skill in this then there are many organizations like anubhuti could be in your area or accessible to you online that you can start working with and contributing to one can start writing start taking a stand and find ways of speaking out about that stand make our presence make our life matter yes do not live a life where we are like dead without mm. responding without being aware so that is the most powerful message thank you so much deepa it was wonderful having you of course for the listeners we will share the details the website of anubhuti and the contact details etc we will share so that in case any of you want to reach out to anubhuti or deepa you can do that yes. thank you so much thank you thank you so much with that message we wind up this episode do visit my website thenewindianwoman.com for related blogs on this topic of course i would love to hear from you you could rate or leave a comment in your podcast app or write to me at krishna at the new indian woman.com remember you are what you want to be and the time starts now